When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Friday, January 5th. I am Josh Engelman, and luckily I am not joined by Adam Share. Matthew Bellman in the house. We are breaking down an 11-game slate on DraftKings, who dropped the three 10 o'clock games. FanDuel kicked even more to the curb, dropped the 9 p.m. games as well. It's incredible to me that FanDuel... Uh, right at the same moment, the DraftKings started dropping all of these games. FanDuel started doing it too. I didn't know they had people that still checked out their DFS product. That's very interesting that they're uh, being as active as they are. They should uh, do some other things to their DFS product. Maybe that would help. Anyway, sorry, FanDuel. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow us both on Twitter. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Happy to be here with you. Been a minute since we did a show. Trying to yeah. do my best Adam impersonation by coming in at the last minute. So there you go. You're feeling it. Were you at a strip club for all hours of the night? Is that what caused your delay? Is that your impression of Adam? <laughs> I, my impression of Adam, I think, stopped when I was just a minute late. So definitely yes. no strip clubs for me last night. Fair enough. Jake, no, no, no. Laffy didn't tap out. Laffy is the deeper dive tonight. The deeper dive is myself and Dave Lockard. So they were smart enough to not make it you and I on the deeper dive and Lafayette and I on the strategy show, because if he and I were on the strategy show, we would go till one o'clock. <laughs> it's fun, but you're so right. It's especially when we haven't done shows together for yeah. a while. So like, we've got a lot of fresh interactions to, to poke each other with. It's, it's the good days. So we were, we will be locked into an hour and 15 minutes. If we get through half the games tonight on the deeper dive, I'll be happy. You ready to talk some basketball? Yeah, man. Looks like we got a fun slate. Um, I don't even know how I feel about them taking out the late games. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because there's so many other games on this slate. I'm just not a huge fan of the practice of it unless it's the right spot. Yeah, I agree. Like, my biggest problem was when we had like an 8 p.m. start and then one 10 o'clock game. I was like, all right, get rid of that 10 o'clock. As long as the slate's still big enough. You know, like I don't right. want to go from five to four. But like if it was the slate's nine games, but it's eight when you get rid of that one, by all means, end that island game. That that That's not providing the same sort of value. This one, I don't mind too much. You get a three-game night slate. They do have 50K up top. So like they're maintaining a good slate size. 11 games is plenty for the slate. FanDuel cutting it all the way to nine is interesting. Um, I don't, it's, it's all fine. It's all, fine. it's funny to me though. Like I remember you bringing this up a couple times and any, and every time you would bring it up, it was only really for an Island game. Like, yeah, a situation I never wanted like, more than one, right? Like a situation like tonight is whatever, but why? Like, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know. We kick this one off. With the Utah Jazz 14-point dogs in Boston, 239 total. Not a ton of ownership coming in here. 
to Jordan Clarkson is the high mark across DraftKings and FanDuel. He's been playing big minutes off the bench. Uh, might not see that final rotation today if they really are 14-point underdogs against the Boston Celtics. I don't really have too much here from Utah. Terrible spot. Is there anything you're trying to get to from the Jazz? No, I don't think so. Uh, especially as someone who makes minimal lineups. Cannot see myself prioritizing anything from Utah. Like Clarkson, sure, he's not priced up yet, but such a tough spot. So many other good spots tonight. No on Utah for me. Yeah. The most I have of anybody is 4% of John Collins, which is just sort of randomness. I got a couple shares of Markinen. If I'm getting anybody, I would like it to be Markinen. Um, I'm nervous about the Clarkson minutes. Just if he's coming off the bench, losing that last rotation is so easy in a game where you are likely not succeeding and a matchup against Boston is likely not succeeding. It's possible, Bob, by the way, uh, it's possible we don't have Al Horford. We're going to get to the Boston side right now. Horford is currently listed as questionable for rest. We shall see. They certainly shouldn't need him. Uh, there's no ownership coming in to Boston, whether he's in or out, probably. Uh, 6% to Kristaps Porzingis at 8,100 or 6% to Jalen Brown at 8K. They're the two guys getting any ownership. I actually got to 11% Jalen Brown. I'm down for any one of the starters from Boston, especially in this matchup against Utah, but I don't think any one of them stands out more than the others. Yeah, same. So I just wanted to look and, and see if Boston played tomorrow, and they do. They play yeah. Indiana. So I don't care, but maybe that does mean Horford sits tonight. He probably sits one of those games. So there's that. From the Boston side, they look better than Utah because they're the team that should be rolling here. You've yeah. got Jalen Brown's price decrease a little bit. I'm with you. I think he looks like probably the best and easiest piece to get to. I know you guys haven't talked about this in a while, but earlier in the year, I know Adam liked to harp on the fact that while Jalen Brown is not as good as Jason Tatum, no one would argue that on any given night, like he can be the guy. Yeah. And now we're starting to see his price drop a little bit in a really good spot against the fast paced Utah team. Like, I don't hate that idea. Probably yeah. not someone I would, you know, lock in in one lineup, but certainly want exposure to him if I were multi-entering. Yeah, if you had 8K left for your last guy, you're not upset at all for slotting in Jalen Brown. Not I also got the 9% of Jason Tatum at just 2% owned, so I'm, I'm happy to be getting some shares here at Boston, but I don't see any individual priority. So interesting side note here. Uh, you're, you, you like Bill Simmons, don't you? I do. So... I'm I'm a fan. I'm not like the biggest fan, but I, I think he provides good insight. You know, he's obviously a huge Boston Homer. He loves Shea and the Thunder, though. Yesterday on his pod, I don't know if you heard it, he said that Shea is now a top five player in the league and that Tatum, he's kicked Tatum out. So, like, you know, people talk a lot about top five players, but at the end of the day, you yeah. have to list five players. He's putting yeah. Shea in that group right now. Thoughts? So Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, unequivocal three. I don't think you can really say that somebody else is in that list right now. Completely um, agreed. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's close. Uh, I tend to lean to size more. Same. Like, I definitely shit. don't, I can't sit here and say it's completely wrong, but I also can't sit here and say, like, he's unequivocally a top five player. Like, 
I don't, I, I don't that, know. That I, like I, that five to ten range or like four to ten range is really blurry. The order of those guys, yes. I wouldn't quibble on at all. After the three you said, I think you yeah. could have seven to ten guys that are right there. You know, starting with Shea and Tatum, yeah, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry. Like you could Luca. Yeah, Luca is probably number four for me. Like you can. I wouldn't be surprised if we looked back a year from now and agreed with that take. It sure. might be a little early to make that take. I mean, look, Shays, he's second in EPM. He is leading the league in uh, EPM wins at nine already. We're talking 31% usage, 65% true shooting, and that's on 34% from three. You know, 93rd percentile assist rate, 98th percentile steal rate. He's incredible. He's incredible. There's And, you know, the, he's carrying the Thunder to a hell of a record as well. It's tight there. It, it's really tight. I'm not ready to put him there yet. You could certainly say he's playing like that this season, but it's just tough for me. I'm with you. I kind of lean size, too. It just yeah. goes to show, like, how much talent is in the NBA right now. I know we got to get back it's to the slate. It's so but fun. Talking to my buddy like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, like the allure on them has gone down big time. Like yeah. all these other point guards have just surpassed Garland. I don't yeah. think Garland's bad at all, but no. when I was talking to Greg a few weeks ago about Morant versus Halliburton, yeah. imagine asking that question last season. You'd get laughed yeah. at. Now yeah. I think the general consensus is people would rather have Halliburton than Morant. I would rather have Halliburton than Morant. And it has nothing to do with guns either. Like, I don't, it has nothing to do with like, oh, Morant could get himself suspended or anything. I would just simply take Halliburton before I took Morant. The shooting is just next level. And they're both dog shit defenders. So I'll, I'll take the spacing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that that's wrong, but it, there's, it's a really good place for the NBA right now. I love it. I love it. I love covering it. Same. Well, uh, get ready for some points. The Atlanta Hawks are three and a half point underdogs in Indiana, 263 total. That total is 23 points more than the second highest total on today's slate. If you're looking for perspective, it is <laughs> this is insane. It is truly, truly insane. It is 44 points above the lowest total on today's slate. That's like it it's like they get to play an extra quarter. That's crazy. 15% ownership coming into Bogdan Bogdanovich, 15 to Jalen Johnson, scattered amounts to the rest of Atlanta. As far as I see it, if you're a guy that plays on the Hawks and you play 20 or more minutes on average, I will be happy to have you in a lineup just because of this game environment. I think Bogdanovich, uh Jalen Johnson and Trey Young are my three preferred options. I agree with that. It, I'm in complete agreement with you, actually. Everyone on Atlanta that's in the rotation and going to play is in play, like easily in play here on the upper echelon of guys you want to play tonight. That said, there isn't like one guy that stands out as a guy you have to lock in. I think you certainly want exposure to this game. My favorite is Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I know he's priced up a bit. I still don't think he's priced to where he should be. I know you guys talked about this. He was in foul trouble in that last game. Still yeah. got there easily. Another great spot against Indiana. He's like surpassed, De I mean, Deontay De De Murray as their second guy. That doesn't really matter from a DFS perspective, but yeah. I would be surprised if Murray is still there in a few weeks. 
Uh, I think he's going to be shipped out as well. We'll see what that actually ends up being. I mean, if I'm Atlanta, I'm trying to find out how much I could get for Trey Young, but that's a Same. different conversation. They won't do that, though. There's so much pride and money and everything on the line. Yep. The thing with Murray is, like, who wants him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that fit is. Same. Yeah, I have 11% Trey, 11% Jalen Johnson, 27 of Bogdanovich. But little bits of everybody here. Uh, look, 263 total. It's going to be fantastic. It also looks good on the Indiana side, although we do have some question marks. Q tag on Andrew Nemhard, Q tag on Bruce Brown. We got Bruce Brown back in their last game. We uh, lost Nemhard. 21% ownership to a 10-2 Tyrese Halliburton. 15 coming into Miles Turner. I've got a little bit of Obi Toppin right now. I've got some Bruce Brown. We need that news, but this is just a, a sea of dudes that are like 5,500. Yeah, from the from the jump, I really like Halliburton, obviously. And I like yeah. the idea of going back to Isaiah Jackson at, at 4K. A lot of opportunity costs there, but I think that this is another spot where he can definitely find his way to see decent minutes against the big Atlanta front court. The thing for me about this game, and I kind of feel about Indiana as we talked about with Atlanta, if you're in the rotation and getting big minutes, you're going to be in play. We're not exactly sure who that's going to be yet with the questionable tags. Because the pricing is pretty tight. It's not like these guys are way overpriced, but they're certainly not underpriced. This game is not getting like a ton of love. I love that for tournaments. Yeah, it's it's a minutes thing, really. It's it's yeah. very blurry for Nemhard, Matherin. I mean, Buddy Heald's minutes have evaporated. Bruce Brown, though, can uh, his minutes can bounce around. They could cut Jalen Smith from a rotation and move everybody up a spot, bring those minutes back. Obi Toppin has been playing like a weird amount of minutes off the bench from time to time. So they can bounce around here, which makes you feel less confident in the minutes that you're distributing, but confident in just having dudes from this game. Yeah, 100%. And I guess that's probably why I feel best about Halliburton and then Jackson on the low end. Jackson's so cheap, and he's a guy that if he gets minutes, you know, unlikely to not provide value. And then Halliburton's Halliburton. No, nothing to really say. Anything else for the Pacers? No, I think we just got to – this is the one, one of the spots we got to wait for the news. Yep. All righty, schedule for the rest of the day. First, hit the like button. Second, NFL strategy show coming up next. That is at 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's not too much else going on. We go directly to basketball after that. That's going to be, well, not directly, but uh, Greg will have an owner's box show at 4.30. This guy here is back at 4.45 for the deeper dive with Loffy, which should be a blast. And then 6 p.m. NBA live before lock closing out this work week also use our avatar go to stochastic.com slash avatar grab that logo pop it in on DraftKings, fanduel owner's box yahoo because if you finish in the top three of a contest with at least five thousand entries you get a month of whatever you want at stochastic it's a 200 value it doesn't cost you a single cent to do it the only thing you have to do is tweet that result at Stochastic HOF. We want to show off your uh, success. We want people to see that our logo helped you do it. So do all of that, stochastic.com slash avatar. Oklahoma City Thunder, five-point favorites in Brooklyn, 234 total. Thunder are totally normal from an injury report today. Uh, The Nets have a probable tag on DSJ. 
Dennis Smith Jr., apologies, and probable on Lonnie Walker, who's been out for a pretty long time. Single-digit ownership to everybody on the Thunder. I think this one's pretty easy. With an 11-game slate, it's either a starter or no one. Yeah, I mean, unless you're really, really dumpster diving to like a case of Wallace who's under 4K. I only say that because... There's such little value. It's not even about Case and Wallace himself. Yeah. It's just the fact. Yeah, right now we don't have the value. Yeah, we don't. It, right, we probably will. As you know, certainly all we need is a couple things to happen to get that value. But as of right now, he's at least playing minutes under 4K. So that's all I can say. But yeah, I mean, I think the two guys that you're probably looking hardest at are Shea because he's Shea, and then Giddy under 6K. I'm fine with Giddy. Um, you know, I think a, a lot of people are, he was popular on that last slate, even at the same price as Chris Paul. Wasn't great. He's been playing better. His minutes have seen an uptick recently. I know he's been shooting better from three. I'm fine with, with an OKC starter, but I don't think it's a spot where I'm like, I need this. I think we're on the same page here. It's like I, I've got a little bit of all the dudes that matter. 5% of Shea, 5% of Dort, 3% of Giddy. Uh, Jalen Williams is hard to get to. Chad, I've got a share of. It's just, it's not that kind of game. Like the no, the, the minutes and like, like the salaries playing. don't really deviate for those starters, so they just kind of are what they are. Yeah, completely in agreement there. So the Brooklyn Nets. I have a, quite a bit of a stand here. Uh, we've got 10% ownership coming into Spencer Dinwiddie, 12 to Mikel Bridges. It's a little bit more coming in on FanDuel. Like Cam Johnson is 19% owned there. Uh, do you like anything here for Brooklyn? Because I do. I like some. I like a couple pieces from Brooklyn, but I don't love anything from Brooklyn. I like Mikel Bridges', Bridges price tag. I mean, there's a lot of meat on the bone at 7,100, so... If I were taking a stand here, I think it would probably be there. They're priced down a little bit, so I understand why you're getting here. I have 41% bridges as of this moment. He is 12% owned. $7,100 shooting guard, small forward. You don't have Cam Thomas in the starting lineup anymore, so that does create a little bit more uh, scoring opportunity for bridges. But really, the easiest way to describe it is Mikel Bridges on December 14th was 8,700. Now he is 7,100. He is not a different player today than he was three weeks ago. So I'm just going to take the value of his salary being 7,100. Like, I don't expect him to go sub 7K. That would be mind-boggling to me. I only expect it to go up. So today looks like a value day for me. I completely agree with that. I do think his $8,700 tag is high. Like, he might not get there again all year. No. But he will probably stabilize closer to 8K. So you're yes. getting him at like his cheap point. I, I like that call a lot. Basically, and this is something that can be like a detriment if you know too much ball. You know, people who have been watching Mikel Bridges will say, oh, he's not playing well, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You're not playing Mikel Bridges. You're playing insert X player at 7,100. Like it's a price game. And I'm yes. completely with that. Uh, probably a guy I will look harder at and get more of as the day goes on, strictly for what you just said. Yeah, like he's been bad. 0.92 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days is below his normal marks. But what you get in that poor performance, you're also getting in the reduced price. I don't think his most recent performance is what his new standard is. So I think he becomes himself in the future at a lower price tag. Sign me up. Yeah. Bridges. With it. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're running back the Washington Wizards. 10-point underdogs in Cleveland, 240 total. We just did this before, uh, what, two days ago. 20% ownership right now coming into DeLon Wright, $3,600 backup point guard for the Wiz. That lets you know where the value is today. I assume this goes away by the time we get to the end of the day. But for right now, he does look like a value play in a game with the high total, I guess. But I won't have much of Washington otherwise. Can't imagine I'll have much of Washington. Um, yeah, I mean, as of this show right now, DeLon Wright looks even better than Kaysen Wallace, who I just made a case for. So I get yeah. it. Certainly not a guy you're excited to play, and it probably yeah. changes as the day goes on. Other than that, I cannot prioritize anything on the Wizards here. As always, like if you want some Kyle Kuzma, by all means. But the Cleveland side looks a little bit better. Uh, I'm hoping that it's not a Sam Merrill day today. Projected for 19% ownership. I'm not getting to him. Uh, Just repeat everything that I said the last time, and then he went out and was successful. 25% ownership coming into $9,500 Donovan Mitchell, though. He was not all that needed last time out. I'm hoping that he is here today because I have 51% Donovan Mitchell. I'm going straight back to what I did two days ago. There's serious pain inside me right now for the last two nights having Sam Merrill and Chetty Osman destroy me. So, uh, man, just so gross. I'm with you on Merrill. Like, he played the entire fourth quarter last game, too. He didn't really do anything. Like, he did everything early in that one stretch. Yeah, he provided value at his price tag, but I'm not going to go back there at that ownership. I love going back to Mitchell here. I mean, he was, if that game had even stayed within 15 points, he would have probably smashed. Like he just didn't have to play at all at the end of the third quarter and in the fourth. So lost minutes, not worried about him at all. He looks like one of the best plays on the slate. And honestly, so does Jared Allen. I have no idea where this came from, but he is playing in the best basketball of his career. Like he's been great. I, I don't even, I don't even know where this is coming from, especially the assist numbers. I'm not completely buying what he's selling, but it's such a good matchup with Washington. He at least has to be on the short list. I don't love spending 8300 on him ever, but if there was a time to do it, it's right now in this spot. I have a little bit. Uh, we have him at 12% owned. That salary is getting up there. but the It's the inverse of Bridges. Just, yeah, it really is. It really is. I've got some Struess. I've got some Okoro. So I am still filling out with Cleveland. I, I'm not, I don't want to or hope to get to Sam Merrill. I don't mind any Tristan Thompson on the backside here. If, you know, he's 3,300. If something happens to Jared Allen, he is the direct benefit. They don't have a ton of other options in that way. But the guy that I overwhelmingly want is 51% for me, Donovan Mitchell. As of right now, he is my second most owned guy. So. I'm putting a big stand on Donovan Mitchell, which is great because Washington sucks. Yeah, he looks great here. Jonathan hit us with a super chat, said one thirty seven hundred in showdown. Thanks to your Barlow takes. 
Good work. I know Adam had a pretty big stand on Barlow and none of Mamu yesterday. So uh, he uh, he all had he had it in practice as well. But congrats, as man! That's- I which I had Barlow sucked that he got hurt. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it Barlow is really good, but at the end of the day, like you kind of needed the mid tier pieces with Aaron Gordon, especially. Can we talk yeah. about what Steve Kerr is doing and not putting Kaminga back in that game yesterday? Like. I didn't see anything because no we had people over. So okay. the only thing that I've seen is Jokic make the shot. I mean, I don't even, I did not play Kaminga last night. So I'm not saying this is like a, oh, I wish he had gone back in for me. He was, he's arguably like, he's a, someone they need. Like Kerr's reasoning was just crazy. If you had, if you had seen it and then heard Kerr, you'd, you'd understand. Oh, wow. So he I'm played, saying. he didn't play again after his third quarter rotation. That's no, and interesting. Kerr said they were up so they were up so big and Wiggins was playing so well. And that by the time that Denver started coming back, like it was too late and Kuminga had like that's crazy. Wiggins was not even playing so well. Negative 14 <laughs> yeah, for uh, Andrew Wiggins yesterday. Not really great on paper. And in case anybody's curious, that is a negative 3.2 game EPM. So uh, not quite there, Steve. Not he quite. has been horrendous this year. The New York Knicks are six and a half point dogs in Philadelphia. 227 total. Fun game here. The, uh, the New York Villanova Wildcats are heading back to Philadelphia. A little bit of ownership coming into everybody for the Knicks. Seven to DiVincenzo, eight to Hartenstein, 10 to Brunson, 13 to Randall, 10 to Precious Achua. I think in this spot, like, I don't, I don't want any one Nick, but I'll take just about anybody that's getting ownership because they all kind of look the same for me. Do you have a Nick that you like the most? Not really. I think that all of the guys you mentioned, you know, probably plus OG look solid at their price points. Another team that, they're not overpriced really, but they're certainly not underpriced. You know, you're paying full salary for Brunson at 86, but a lot of guys on this slate are like that. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. All these guys are surely in play. Um, I don't mind going back to OG just on like the, he was not great last game, really picked it up in the second half. He's going to see the minutes. He was in foul trouble again last time out. So just a minute to play with OG. The guy I have the most of is actually Precious Precious Achua at 3,600. I don't hate that so much. If Embiid fouls up Isaiah Hartenstein, this could be a day where Precious plays like 19 minutes just because of the matchup. So, And he has the power forward eligibility, which helps. Uh, the other guy that I have is DiVincenzo at 8%. So no mate. Like, I don't have 10% of anybody on the Knicks, but I also have every Nick except for Miles McBride. Yeah, fair enough. And they will enjoy playing in Philadelphia, I would imagine. Now, for <laughs> Philly, bless you. See, I tried to mute. God damn it. You were good. <laughs> Q tag on Robert Covington. Q tag on Furkan Korkmaz. No D'Anthony Melton. No ownership on the on the DK end. Uh, 28 to Batum on FanDuel. 21 to Maxi. But the most owned dude here is 5% to Batum. I have 15% of the 4% owned Joel Embiid. I feel like he might just be owned a little bit more than that, but I will happily take that stand since he drops 30 and 10 every time he plays. But the Philly side of this one doesn't look great against the Knicks, who are 29th in pace this season. Having a really hard time prioritizing anything from Philly right now. I'd love to get Embiid. He's just, he's the best fantasy basketball player on the planet right now. I don't think that's even a question. 
Doesn't yeah. matter what matchups he's in. He's matchup proof. My big problem with Embiid is I really like other centers tonight that are cheaper. You know, we talked about Jared Allen. We're going to get to Andre Drummond. You know, there's some cheap guys to look at. And then I like the Donovan Mitchells, Tyrese Halliburton's, Trey Young's of the world. So, you know, you can't roster everyone. As of right now, I don't think Embiid would be a priority for me, but I'm fully aware he can just break the slate pretty much anytime he steps on the floor. So I would love to be over the field on him. I just don't think I would be right now. And I don't have much of anybody else here. I I find Philly to be pretty difficult to get to. Although 8,500 for Maxi, the price is starting to get to a spot where it's a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Better is the sponsor of this show. If you want to get a very sizable deposit bonus up to 500 bucks, just make a deposit by clicking the link in the description or the one in chat. It's a massive, massive deposit bonus. They'll match whatever you put in. So if you put in, if you only have 200, they'll match 200, but they, you can get all the way up to 500. It's the perfect way to start a bankroll. Get acquire the money as quickly as you can, and then figure out where you want to play after that. You can use Odd Shopper to help you out with more picks. If you go eight for eight in your picks on better, you can 100x your money. So if you're looking for the long shots, that's the way to do it. You got to be 21 or over. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Game number six, the Charlotte Hornets, eight and a half point underdogs in Chicago. 222 total. So this game and the next game are both right around 220, which again is 40 points below Atlanta and Indiana. We have 12% ownership coming into Terry Rozier on the DK side. For Charlotte, we do have a little bit of injury news. Uh, Still no Gordon Hayward. Mark Williams listed as out today. So congratulations to the Charlotte Hornets for figuring out that he is not doubtful. But we do get Brandon Miller back. I I really don't know how to get to this one. Chicago is dead last in pace. If you get a Terry Rozier lineup or a Nick Richards lineup or a Miles Bridges lineup, it's not crazy if you play a lot of lineups, but this 222 total is really, really unappealing for what the rest of this slate is. Yeah, Charlotte is, I think, one of the last teams to prioritize. That said, our tools like Rozier a lot. He's right ahead of Trey Young. I think that's just because of his $8,400 price tag. Seen that price decrease a little bit. So he would be the only guy from Charlotte I think you could even make a case for. Even still, not a guy that I think I would prioritize as of right now. Um, So, yeah, Charlotte's just too tough to get to outside of Rozier. Yeah, 3% of Rozier, one share of Nick Richards, one share of Miles Bridges. Like, there's just... It's so hard when a team is dead last in pace and that's your opponent. Like it becomes very problematic. You know what else is problematic? The The Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine, questionable. Nikola Vucevic, questionable. Patrick Williams, probable. I'm not so sure these guys look all that good, even if these guys, like if they're in, if they're out, whatever. Only guy that I'm getting to is 5K Patrick Williams. He's 11% owned. There's no ownership coming into anybody else. But even if Levine and Vooch are out again, it's still $8,300 Drummond. You know, we already know what we're getting out of Caruso, who's already 5,600, or Desumu, who's at 4,700. It's just an unappealing team and an unappealing game. Yeah, the only interest I have in the Bulls outside of a cheap Patrick Williams is 
Drummond, if Vooch is out, yeah, he's not a lock like he had been, you know, a week ago or whatever. But nope. big men versus Charlotte it has always been a thing. And, you know, it's not as bad of a matchup for Chicago as it is Charlotte. And even in slow matchups, Drummond can get there just because he cleans yeah. the glass and protects the rim. So he is the one guy from Chicago I have interest in, obviously, only if Vooch is out. Well, back to the drawing board for today's slate. If you thought it was going to be tough before, it's going to be tough now. Landry Shamit out today. I was wondering Sorry, where guys. you were going with that. Gotchas. <laughs> gotcha. Got me. I want to watch this game for sure. Minnesota Timberwolves, three and a half point favorites in Houston, but 219 total, which is groan inducing. Number one defense against the number seven defense. Neither one of these teams play particularly quickly. We do have a ton of ownership, though, coming in to Carl Anthony Towns, 7,200 power forward center eligible, 26% owned right now. We have basically 5 to 10% coming into everybody else from Minnesota. I have every single guy from Minnesota in at least 5% of my lineups except for Gobert, but I'm way under on Towns. It's not that I don't like him. That price is obviously great, but... I just think there's a lot of versions of him on this slate. So if he's getting the ownership, I can find a different $7,200 power forward somewhere, but certainly looks like a good play. That's fair. I don't disagree with your points, but man, hard for me to want to want to play Mikel Bridges and not Towns, who I think that it's even a stronger case for Towns. I mean, Towns is, his average salary this year is 8,500. Yeah. So I think he's more of an $8,500 player than a 7K player. I don't think he's in great form right now. There's a reason his price has dropped. Yeah. I think it's dropped too much. I understand the ownership. If the slate were starting right now, I would be there. I just, he's too cheap. The only problem really, outside of this most recent game where he played 36 minutes, he just hasn't been playing a ton. And that's really, my stupid phone is ringing, which is, very irritating. He just hasn't been playing as many minutes as you would expect. And that's really the only thing holding me back. It's possible that I probably, I need to give him an extra minute. I went 32, but seeing him get up to uh, 36 and change in that last one, I'm going to give him that bonus minute. That'll probably correct my problem of like having very little of him, but I have everybody here. 8% Edwards, 8% McDaniels, 13% Jordan McLaughlin, 5% Slomo, who barely plays. 5% Mike Conley. 7 Reed. 17 Nikhil Alexander Walker. In a game that looks awful, apparently I like everybody. This is just another one. It's a pricing play. Like the guys are, are too cheap from Minnesota or they've been priced down. Towns is a great example of that. So, I mean, I love Anthony Edwards. He's a guy I can play on any slate. It's tough for me to want to get to a lot of Minnesota here just because of the total. You know, a total isn't everything, but yeah, talked about it a little bit ago. Like it's almost like the Indiana guys are getting Indiana Atlanta's getting another quarter. So I get specific plays in Minnesota on Minnesota and Houston for that matter, but not a game I want like a ton of exposure to in any given lineup, if that makes sense. No, I'm I, I think I'll just have like one Minnesota dude kind of everywhere, but I yeah. just don't know which dude that's gonna be. For sure. On the Houston side, we're back to the Q tag on Tari Eason. There is no ownership here. 4% to Shangoon, 4% to Fred Van Vliet. As I see it, 
they're about the two guys that I'm like okay to get to, but I think the Houston side is pretty rough. Number one defense on the opposite side. Really, really tough to get to Houston here. Not even a price thing. It's a matchup thing. They don't really have guys out. Their prices have stabilized. I like Minnesota more here. So I'd rather get to the guys from Minnesota than Houston. I would never argue with anyone who wanted to play like a Sangoon, but yeah. you know, outside of just like the Kyle Kuzma point that insert guy you can play on any slate, there's nothing to be said. Yep. And again, if I'm going to play a center or anyone really, something has to happen to make that guy look better than the guys do in the 240 total games or the 260 total game. Like that's what that's what you start running into. Yep. The Clippers are one-point favorites in New Orleans. Did I miss a game? No, I didn't. The Clippers are one-point favorites in New Orleans, 229 total. The ownership that's coming in right now for the Clippers is very minimal, except for 12% to a $4,600 shooting guard small forward, Norm Powell. I do think that price and that position stand out for Powell. Clearly can score when it's working, but when all three of the main guys are in, it becomes a little bit more difficult for LA, like for anybody else. Do you see anything here? Because I, I kind of have my eye at least a little bit on Kawhi at 8,600. Yeah, he is in great form right now. And I'm not playing him because of that, but it's certainly a factor. I mean, he's projected to be optimal about 6% of the time this slate plays out. Not a huge number, but only 3% ownership. At 8,600, I still think Kawhi is a little bit too cheap. Maybe a lot bit too cheap. Probably not because of, you know, George and Harden, but Kawhi is the guy I have my eye on. You know, not sure I can prioritize him right now, but I would certainly like to. He's been so good. I'll say this much. When we get to the playoffs, if healthy, I think Kawhi Leonard might be in that top five NBA players discussion. Definitely. If healthy, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was just reading a little bit yesterday and his, since he's returned or whatever from that injury, I, he hasn't played that many games, but he's shooting like 55, 65, 95, something like that. Like crazy numbers. Like he is, he's playing well right now. He's so good. Yeah, he is. I, I love watching him play when he's playing well. Yeah. Weird dude, but I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> On the other side, Pelicans, no ownership coming in here. Trey Murphy is questionable once again. We've seen these guys get very little ownership on a daily basis, and it's happening here. 1% BI, 4% CJ, 3% Zion. I'll take any one of those three guys, but I have very little here. The minutes for Joval are gone. Nance only has center eligibility, so that's not as appealing. I just really don't like this Pelicans team. Same. They just have too many guys that are healthy right now. The guy that I like is Nance. And I say like, I don't love him because of that center eligibility, but he got a price decrease after he got his, after he saw his price increase a little bit, he's splitting the minutes with J-Val now. I mean, they're just yeah. back to doing that. It could change on any given night, but I don't expect it to, you know, Nance provides a lot of versatility, which in this matchup, I'm sure they're going to want. So he's the guy like 4,300 isn't an amazing price for Nance, but it's not a bad price and we're lacking value. So I like him here. Don't love him. Yeah, The most I have of anybody is 5% of Zion. It's just not that kind of situation. Like, I don't, 
I don't know what else to do here for the Pels. And like if Trey Murphy is out, you know, you give an extra minute to Herb Jones, you throw a couple extra minutes at Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall, but I don't think it creates anything awesome. No, not even a little bit. I mean, I think those guys have seen their prices uptick a little bit too. So no thanks, even if uh, Murphy's out. All right, guys, three games left to go on this DraftKings slate. But before we do it, I just want to tell you guys, if you're on the sports betting side, whether that's actual sports betting in a legal sports betting state or on the pick'em side, I'm on the pick'em side right now, but day by day, I'm just waiting for the, the news that North Carolina is officially going live, at which point then I'll be living on the streets because I'll be deep in the sports betting game. Actually, I won't be living on the streets. I'll be using Odd Shopper and printing money the same way Adam has. You can go check his tweets. Same way Greg has. You can go check his tweets. It's an incredible product. It takes a market-based approach to beating the books. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I don't want opinions. I want raw data. That's what you're going to get out of Odd Shopper. You're going to get expected value and expected win rates. We could help you with bet sizing, parlay calculators, all that good stuff. We even lowered the prices recently. So it's a much more affordable package for you. Go check it out. Link's in the description. Legal betting state, non-legal betting state, it doesn't matter. We've got you for both things, sports books and pick'em sites. I was going to say, if you find yourself living on the street, just call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, yes. So... This is uh, this is a tough one to talk about right now. I hate the this. Portland Trailblazers are ten and a half point underdogs. Say two thirty seven total against Dallas. Now Portland is without DeAndre Ayton. Moses Brown is out, and now Jabari Walker is doubtful. We've got Dwap Reith projected for twenty eight percent ownership, and I think that I don't have anything like I don't have a problem with that. But I don't know how many minutes to give this dude. I don't trust them in any way. So I assume that they are going to start Ibu Baji again, the same way they did before, the same way they were starting Moses Brown, and they're just not going to play a ton of minutes. The question then becomes, do Baji and Reith split 48 minutes at center, which I don't think they do. That just seems crazy. If they do, Reith is probably the best play on the slate. I think you're going to get a decent chunk of Ish Wainwright as well. I went 16 apiece to all three of these guys in this moment. I need to know their starting lineup. I need to know the health of Jabari Walker, whose doubtful tag could easily become a Q tag a little bit later and really complicate matters. I don't want to hang my hat on Reith in as a bench center for the Portland Trailblazers tonight. I don't either, but I get it. Like So do I, yeah. If you project him for 24 minutes today, he's the best value play we have right now. Second best value play we have right now. I've got I'm a still one. so salty about Reith on that Christmas or whenever one of those slates I backloaded and projected like all those Portland guys to be out. But then once the Moses Brown news came out, like he was starting, I ended up swapping off like Reith and De'Aaron Fox for Mo. I can't even remember, but it destroyed yeah. me. And then the yeah. Millie Maker or whatever it was, I was like. If I had just left my stuff alone, I had a top 10 finish, but uh, I didn't even cash with my swap. Again, you know, DFS, it's a coulda, woulda, shoulda, but that still burns. It still burns. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with you. I don't want to plant my flag on Reef here. Like, it's drop Reef. They could do basically anything they want here. I do yeah. think that you're right in that Wainwright probably gets some run here, and they're not going to split 48 minutes evenly. 
Even if Wainwright gets run, though, I still think Reith plays more than Baji. So I I think so too. I you know like, it's hard you, when you I get to the point that it matters. I think so too. I didn't want to do it right out of the gate and just fair. be like, oh, I've got ninety seven percent Reith, and I have no idea who's even starting at center. I'm a hundred percent with you. The Jabari Walker news, if he's in, really muddies the water. Like I feel yeah. like I need him out to play Reith, but if he's out, it's hard to get away from Reith. Here's here's the real tricky thing for me, and. It's the dumbest part of this because this is the same game that we just got out of Portland and Dallas. We got three rotations out of Ibu Baji. He played a little bit more in the fourth quarter in that game. We can't project Wap Reith to be 28% owned and Baji to be one. Like, Baji's $400 cheaper. If he's the starter, I'm willing to just take my chances that, like, something goes... Like, Wap Reith picked up three fouls in a three-minute and 37-second stint in this game, then picked up another foul and got the gate because of it. Like, I don't like the relationship of ownership between these two guys. Now, if Reith is starting, buckle up and let it rip. But if Baji is starting, even if you want to say it's 2% ownership to Baji, a 14 to 1 gap there doesn't add up to me on a team that, like, they don't give a shit which one of these guys are playing. I'm so with you. I'm just not sure if the leverage comes from playing Baji or just not playing either of them. I would rather play sucks. neither of them. Yeah, same. Like, just because Baji also sucks. So you could see him get the minutes, but, like, do nothing with them. Or, like you said, them just play Wainwright. So, yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I don't really want to play Reeve, to be honest. Yeah. But, again, like, the news can break accordingly where, like, this looks good. And I don't think the ownership is crazy. It doesn't take many minutes to wreath for 28% at 4K to be completely reasonable. I don't want to talk people out of it if you like it. I'm just terrified about it. Same. Now, when you made your point about Baji's ownership that you don't think the ownership, like the correlation between Baji and wreath is wrong in your mind. Like you think that they should be closer owned together. Do you think that the projections are wrong or that you think they just should be closer owned together? I just don't have any... It's not even that I think that they should be closer together because if you're projecting Reith to play 24 minutes, then it should be 28-2 to two in ownership. I just don't have any confidence in projecting their minutes right now. Okay. I don't think there's for what, many... Like, I think the ownership is right for the way that we have it projected, and I have no issue whatsoever with the way that we have it projected. Yeah, same. All right, that was kind of the long-about way of getting to the answer I wanted. So... I just don't think Baji is going to get much steam or ownership, even if he's starting, because people have read that book before. Uh, you know who read that book two nights ago? You? That would be Petty. Uh, Petty played like 50-something percent Ibu Baji two nights ago. Interesting. Yeah. So there might not be a lot of believers, but at least <laughs> for that particular night, there was one. There sure was. Um, I mean, it certainly makes you feel a little bit different about that play if you played him the other night then. Yeah. Let me do, let, I want to make sure that I get the right number for it. He played, Ibu Baji ended up being 6% owned. Petty had 55. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, it's that kind of thing where I look at it and it's like, oh, is there something there on the opposite side of that ownership? I, if, Petty, if Petty sees it, 
I want, I figure I got to change my contacts or something. And it's and figure not out what like I don't he just see. sees it. Like he, I mean, it's his third most exposed play. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting to, to hear. So awful, awful, complicating nature of this one. 16% ownership coming into scoot. I think that's fine. He is playing big minutes now, starting at the point. Uh, don't have too much to add to that, though. Like, totally reasonable play. Yeah, fine with Scoop, but not a guy I need to roster by any means. Is Josh Green a guy you need to roster? Currently projected for 40% ownership on the opposite side here. 4,200 small forward, power forward in the starting lineup last time out. Just looks like one of the few things we have in this range today. I hate it, but yes, I know Adam talked about him on your guys' last show. Ended up playing 20 minutes, or 27 minutes, excuse me. He was right on there. Yeah, we just don't have value at that price point, especially at the forward positions. So we talked about DeLon Wright, Sam Merrill. I mean, I think Josh Green is a slightly better play than those guys. Not that much better, but slightly. I have 31%, so it, it is me getting to him here. Uh, matchup, obviously, great against Portland. I think we end up, we see this ownership come down whenever we get a little bit more value popping up on the slate, but I, I do think he works here in this spot. Are you getting to, like, do you have interest in Kyrie or Luka today? Yes, because they're Kyrie and Luka, but no in the context of I liked Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, and Trey Young more. Um, and I think it's important. it's important to note with Josh Green, like, you would agree. You don't love Josh Green himself, but you love what his no. $4,200 price tag does for your roster construction, you know? And I think there's a lot to be said for that when we don't have a ton of cheap guys viable. Yeah, like I'm having trouble getting up to those payups just because you like you got to get to those Sam Merrills and Josh. Like Josh Green, I am getting to, but that 3K range is pretty bleak. Do you like yeah, anything like else DeLon here, Lively Wright. or Jones or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, the DeLon Wright ownership is insane. Precious. Um, no, nothing else from Dallas that really, like, tickles my fancy, if you will. Um, it's a good spot against Portland. We just saw this game. Kyrie went nuts. Uh, but definitely more of, like, a multi-entering type team Dallas that yeah. is. This next one's rough. Orlando Magic, 10-point dogs in Denver, 224 total. Denver on the back-to-back, so we're projecting them basically the same. Orlando's got a bunch of dudes out, but the problem is this Mm. matchup is against a slow Denver team at elevation. Orlando is going to be without Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac, and Franz Wagner with a Q tag on Wendell Carter Jr., but the only guy getting any love is 9% ownership to Paolo Bancaro. I don't really have this game. I, I actually, with all those dudes out, I thought there would be value here, but this matchup is terrible, and I don't want Orlando. The matchup is awful, and the guy that played big minutes in the absence of Wagner was Caleb Houston, who's not yeah. a great fantasy producer, and he's no. forty eight hundred. Yes, so there is no way you can get to him here. The one guy <laughs> that I, when I think about how this could play out, that I have some interest in is Cole Anthony, just because. Yeah. Fultz is already out. You know, Wagner has the ball a ton. So I could see Anthony taking a a minute step up, you know, also a usage step. The problem is he's 6,500. It's a bad matchup in Denver. Like, could he get there? Sure. 
but they never want to play him big minutes anyways. So I'm not confident in it at all. He's the guy that I looked at this morning, like, I think I'm going to get Cole Anthony, and then it didn't happen. But he is the guy that I would want to be getting. Yeah. I mean, like, Paolo Bancaro is the guy I want to be getting. For Obviously, sure. we're on the same page there. But Anthony was the guy that I thought I could get to. I'm kind of interested in Wendell Carter Jr. if he's out and getting to a $5,600 Goga or even a $4,600 Mo Wagner. If you know you're going to get 48 minutes between the two of them, I think it starts to look a little bit more interesting for value there. But they're also going to have their hands full with uh, one Nikola Jokic. Yeah, just a really, really tough spot for Orlando. It's almost like you get the benefit of Denver on a back-to-back, but do you? Like, they just came back from, goal, like, in Golden State down 20. I have a feeling that Denver's going to have a nice pep in their step tonight and might just absolutely destroy Orlando here. Bad, bad spot for Orlando. And uh, the Denver side looks awful, too. Orlando defense is solid. 1% ownership to Jokic, 1% to Jamal Murray. I'm assuming that the lineup that plays today is the same one that always plays for Denver. They are unappealing other than those two guys to me. No interest in, well, I say no interest, you know, Jokic, they're good. So Denver's yeah. got good players, but on this specific slate, I'm not going out of my way for any of them. No, you can't. Like if Jokic is getting 1% ownership, I like him. He doesn't look as good as Joel Embiid does. So like that right away, you're already comparing one other center to the same spot center. That becomes Who's also difficult. not getting love. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, and Embiid's already not owned. So, tough day to get to Denver. Yeah, for sure. We close it out with what I think is the best value play. Ownership does not agree. Miami Heat, three and a half point dogs in Phoenix, 229 total. Only guy getting love on the Miami Heat side is 16% ownership to Nikola Jovic, $4,400 power forward center. I have this one marked down slightly differently. We saw Jovic get the start last time out against the Lakers, played three legitimate rotations, 28 minutes in three quarters, basically didn't play in the fourth quarter. He came in for like the final 30 seconds, but 28 minutes in three quarters. I have 83% of Jovic, $4,400 power forward center. I don't understand why he's 16% owned. Like we have no value anywhere. I don't like what out of that rotation did we not do we not expect him to continue to do? Oh, by the way, in case I left it out, no Jimmy Butler, no Haywood Highsmith, Caleb Martin, doubtful. Like it's he's going to be in the same spot he was last time, assuming. Did he why did he not play the fourth quarter last game? It was a blowout. They were getting the shit kicked out of them. They Uh, won. They were the hold on. Let me. uh, Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong. Hold on. Uh, so at the end of the third quarter, they were up by five. And then by the time they would have been bringing him back in, uh, they had gone on like a job. They went on a 10 2 run at the beginning of the quarter. And then they went, they were on an 18, eight run. So they had some sort of like 28 to 10 run going on that didn't like, you know, you're not making a sub in the middle of that. Now, I don't know if you would have closed or not, or played those minutes, but I only went to 27 minutes here. He was projecting 33 or 34 if you think he's going to close. I think 27 is pretty realistic. I think he's the best play on the slate. Yeah, I don't care that he didn't close. I was just personally curious why that probably came off wrong because that was the first thing I said. For me, he's the first value piece I looked at. And probably I hate calling guys like this the top play on the slate because I still don't think it's likely that he puts up a score like you need in tournaments. But 
he's the guy likeliest at that price point. And I think he's like just the prototypical cog in the machine without a ton of cheap value, nice position eligibility. If I'm making one lineup right now, he's in it. I completely agree. I made 150 and he's in 83% yeah. of them. I don't get it. Like why he's not getting more love. Like, I just don't understand it. No idea. I, I, I like you even at 24 minutes, I think he's better than like Josh green or some of the other stuff that we talked about. It's not a bad spot either. Like Phoenix no. is Phoenix will score and there's not that good. So and this could be a really good game from a DFS perspective. We close this one out with the Phoenix Suns. We have a Q tag on Kevin Durant. That means everything. We have no ownership on the Phoenix Suns. If Durant is in, it's 2% to Nurk, 1% to Beal, none to Booker. If you want to play Beal or Booker or Durant, I wouldn't tell anybody not to, but I basically don't have this Phoenix team. I have no Phoenix. The only piece that even intrigues me, and this is so gross, is if Durant is out, obviously it would help if like Gordon's out too, is Kata Bates-Diop. Like, He's not good, but he's 3,400. We talked about the guys getting ownership. He put up a flat zero in the first half of their last game, but still got good minutes in the second half, put up like 13 in the second half. Again, 3,400. If KD is out, I think he gets minutes here. Other than that, I can't prioritize Phoenix. Um, We've talked about a lot of guys on this slate that like Kuzma, et cetera, et cetera, that you can play. Phoenix guys just fall into that, that group. 11 games up, 11 games down, man. I feel like we went through this in 10 minutes and it's been an hour. Yeah, always a good time. Uh, you know you're having fun when when time, what's the saying? Time goes fast when you're having fun. That'll work. NFL Strategy Show coming up next. Make sure you're tuning in. Thank you to Better for being the sponsor. Have a safe weekend. I'll see you guys later tonight, 4.45 p.m. Eastern time. Myself, and Dave Lochran, ready to bring you absolutely no valuable NBA information. We'll talk to you later.